This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to celebrityqb.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Callender. We've got a Black Friday edition of the Throwdown on hand uh, today because uh, obviously day after Thanksgiving, hopefully all of you had a wonderful dinner and are still uh, in your food comas and uh, didn't do too much crazy shopping uh, outside the stores. It's uh, pretty cold out here on the East Coast. Uh, those of you down south probably fared a lot better than we did. But uh, uh, regardless, uh, we do have some uh, interesting games on tap here today for uh, college uh, football. So uh, we're going to get right down uh, to it. So uh, uh, coming up, uh, yeah, you've got uh, a few matchups uh, that will be of interest. Namely being uh, you've got uh, uh, Texas Tech and Texas uh, coming up uh, on the main slate at 8. Uh, you've got an interesting matchup with uh, Virginia Tech and Virginia, uh, two uh, decent squads uh, uh, that have played today. And then, of course, the main matchup of teams that haven't really been uh, part of the college and national football discussion, although that's a bone of contention with the American Athletic Conference uh, director. Uh, you've got South Florida uh, uh, playing a UCF who's undefeated this year. Uh, UCF still not even within a uh, whisper of the uh, college football playoff, uh, despite being the number 13 ranked team in the country and being undefeated. South Florida is only uh, uh, one loss uh, this year, but uh, I mean, really, they're only ranked number 22 in the coaches' poll, uh, not even ranked in the, uh, some of the other polls. Uh, so uh, the the American Athletic Conference has been. Uh, mostly uh, uh, aggrieved by this. Uh, uh, yes, they uh, do have their own championship game, and yes, they're a Power 5 conference, but for all intents and purposes, they are not treated the same as uh, the other conferences. So uh, that that's a bone of contention that's been pointed out multiple times by their uh, commissioner. Yeah, so Mike Goresco, uh basically said it on uh, the day before Thanksgiving that the they deserve more respect as an athletic conference. I mean, the issue still stems from the fact that the American is still a new conference. I mean, realistically, it's a formation of Conference USA, 
Conference of US, uh, USA and a couple of holdovers uh, from other regimes. And, you know, you're just not going to have that kind of clout. So, yes, uh, you've got the matchup today against uh, South Florida and UCF. Uh, winner uh, goes on to play Memphis, who's 9-1. And, you know, basically what the conference absolutely needs is for UCF to beat South Florida in dominating fashion. Uh, basically, UCF's favored by 10.5. If they win by two touchdowns over one loss team, that's going to raise some eyebrows uh, uh, to at least get them a little bit further up the pole. And then they actually have to crush Memphis uh, in the title game to make a case for themselves. I mean, that's ultimately at the end of the day what you have to do. You have to make a statement of, uh, statement wins. And in this uh, current environment, uh, you got a basically a holiday today. So you're going to have national viewing audience uh, just with people being away with family. So you're, the stage is all set for you because uh, there's no Iron Bowl today. It, it, Auburn and Alabama are playing tomorrow. Uh, Michigan State, uh, Mi- uh, Michigan and uh, Ohio State are playing uh, tomorrow in the game. Uh, there aren't, uh, I mean, even Florida, Florida State, uh, you know, even though that's not uh, the matchup everyone was intending it to be this year, uh, all those games are tomorrow. So they have a unique opportunity here on national television because they're going to be on ABC today to make a statement and actually have a big win. Uh, so. Uh, people don't really know about their programs. I mean, it's Central Florida and South Florida. I mean, think about it. In the state of Florida, there are only two schools people care about. It's the U and it's Florida State. And I, I'm sorry, Florida fans. <laughs> uh, the, the, I would, the reason why I say it's just those two programs because outside of the Spurrier years and the belief flashes of uh, Tebow and Urban Meyer, I mean, real, realistically, you're talking about a Florida program that only had about 12 years of truly being relevant. Yes, they were in the mix, but Florida's never really been considered a true threat. Yes, Miami's been down the last decade, but Miami owned the 80s and owned most of the 90s and also early 2000s. They've had a more consistent uh a stretch of just dominance uh, c- compared to Florida. So that's why it's those two and Florida State. Now, uh, as I said, uh, you really need a, a barometer here for uh, if you're the American Athletic Conference, you want UCF to have a dominant victory today and in the uh, championship game against Memphis, then you can ma- raise your stake over not getting respect from the committee because at least that way you got an undefeated team that's just walled the best of the best in their own conference uh, in two successive games. That's what you need. Not complaining about sour grapes for this game because, honestly, you're just not going to get that uh, level of uh, incentive from uh, the other conferences and the media. So uh, we'll see how uh, Central Florida plays today. Uh, the other game that people are going to be keeping an eye out for, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, Miami. Uh, see if they have any slip-ups ahead of the, the ACC title game against Clemson. Uh, they moved up ahead of Clemson in the polls. Uh, interesting game here uh, today uh, going over to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, because, I mean, Pitt is a... I mean, they've had a lousy year. But Pitt, it does uh, present a couple of challenges that should make this one interesting. Because the line is 13 and a half. Uh, you know... As much as I get entertained by Miami, 
Uh, one of the issues that I see uh, from uh, Miami is the fact that they don't finish drives well. And it happened against Virginia. They had a rally to come back in that one. So I'm very curious to see how Miami responds because they had the scare against Virginia. They came back and won the game, but I, I want to see them do it again uh, before I uh, jump on board with them having a shot at being Clemson because I still think Clemson is the better team, uh, and, I, and, I, and I think that head-to-head matchup is, is going to be uh, uh, pretty decidedly in favor of Clemson, but you know what? I, I would like to be wrong in this uh, instance, so uh, we'll see how that game goes. A uh, couple other things that came up uh, uh, during uh, the, uh, the last couple of days. You had, uh, so we're going to shift gears over to, it's not even the NBA, it's more LeVar Ball news. So LeVar Ball basically goes out of his way to uh, pick a fight with uh, uh, President Trump, uh, stating that uh, he was not responsible for his son getting returned uh, from China. I, I, I mean, technically he was, but LeVar <laughs> is insisted that it, it had no difference uh, on uh, what uh, what transpired. Uh, I mean, I look at it and say, you know, it's kind of ridiculous that we're even going into uh, this uh, back and forth debate. But I think LeVar, you know, because as much as I want to say that he doesn't know what he's doing, I think he actually does know what he's doing. It's just uh, he just does it in such a self-serving fashion about uh, seeking attention because the uh, latest reports uh, from – the media consultancy uh, group, and I'm looking up their name here. Uh, yes, so Apex Marketing Group. So they did an analysis uh, quantifying exactly how much in free advertising over Twitter and other social media formats uh, that big baller brand uh, received as a result of this escalating feud with the president. And they estimated that he got $13.2 million in free advertising as a result of this bat. This is, uh, <laughs> honestly, you, you got to shake your head because, uh, you know, that's a big number. But you know what? The If you think about it, the amount of uh, followers that the president has, the amount of news uh, websites uh, following uh, this story, it actually makes sense. Because if you think about it, yes, the amount of page views and uh, recognition that you got, yeah, 13 million makes sense because, yeah, it beats out of having to pay for advertising. And so, yes, the, the appointed criticism at the president, it, it, and in fact, it may not even be his true opinion of what happened. It could just be the fact that he wanted to have a quick uh, boost in ad revenue ahead of uh, Black Friday sales for a big baller brand and their $500 shoes and $50 hats. It could it could just be that Levar Ball is not as ridiculous as we think he is. I think he is, but he may have some shred of business acumen in him because, uh, again, ahead of the biggest shopping weekend of the year, he managed to actually become the story. And so, because of that, yeah, you get a bunch of uh, uh, mentions on social media and the news. And why bother advertising? They already know what your website is. Big baller brand. Uh, I mean, it, you can hate the man uh, uh, for what he does, but, uh, I mean, it, hey, it, it, it makes sense uh, from a business standpoint. 
of uh, what they just uh, pulled off because technically he ends up being a winner out of this because his son's back in uh, is back in the states and he got a bunch of uh, advertising for his website. So uh, it, it's it's uh, it's a it's a matter of uh, of uh, promoting his website. So uh, literally now they can promote the shoe line for his youngest son Lamelo. With the mellow ball, the kid is still in high school. This is this is what they do, <laughs> and you know you could you could say that it, it's it's ridiculous, but you know what? If you can get away with selling eighty dollar hoodies and fifty dollar t shirts, guess what? You've become your own business. So uh, I would say that uh, you know what the man may actually be crazy as a fox. So. Uh, you have to at least give him some credit for that. Uh, being a father, responsible father, and actual respectable human being, not so much. But uh, as a businessman, he, he actually seems to have uh, struck a, a nerve with uh, the populace that not many could say they have done and be able to make a profit out of it. So, moving on, uh, I got another uh, story that's uh, cropped up last night where Manny Pacquiao uh, was sending out tweets to Conor McGregor uh, saying to stay fit for a potential fight in 2018. Now, this is interesting on a number of levels because there's actually something that could make sense out of this. Conor McGregor uh, was going to be fighting at some point uh, to close out the year for the UFC. Instead, Connor managed to get himself suspended by uh, the fighting commission for shoving a referee uh, at another uh, uh, MMA promotion, Bellator, uh, after his his own fighter won the fight, and he still, uh, because he was in such a rush to uh, celebrate with his guy, he was standing over the downed opponent. The uh, referee was trying to get him separated. McGregor shoves the referee and curses him out, so, of course, they had to suspend him because you can't touch a referee, and he was endangering the welfare of another fighter in the ring. So, uh, I mean, the the octagon. So, uh, 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 basically, you've got uh, the notorious one suspended for a few months. So, he's out uh, until at least the, fir- at the end of the first quarter of 2018. So, his calendar's clear right now. Uh You've got uh, Pacquiao, uh, like a number of other fighters. De La Hoya was among uh, the contingent of guys calling out McGregor. All of these fighters recognize that McGregor has an intense following, and if you schedule a fight with him, you're making upwards of $100 million. Easy. And it's going to be a large gate regardless of who he fights because uh, the one thing that the Mayweather-Pacquiao, uh, the Mayweather-McGregor fight proved is that Connor may actually be an even bigger draw than uh, Money May. So you've got a number of other fighters trying to attach themselves to McGregor. And, you know, he has the leverage over the UFC because UFC, I mean, after that big sale, part of it was based off of him. And he recognized it. He called him out on it. So I, I think this is an interesting dynamic because, yes, he's going to get called out consistently by these boxers. It's a matter of whether he wants to cash in in the short term and make a, a, a whole set of money, or if he wants to continue on in MMA and uh, try to keep uh, knocking guys out as he can and cherry pick his fights, 
because, you know, at this stage, I think uh, uh, McGregor has no interest in defending his belt against some of the uh, tougher competition. I think he wants to cherry-pick uh, certain fights so that it's a stylistically the most uh, marketing sense possible, which is what Mayweather did for years. So I think uh, Connor is learning from that standpoint. So I think 2018 is going to be a very interesting year for the fight game, not from a standpoint of competitiveness, but from the standpoint of you're seeing the evolution of the product where the fighters are controlling uh, the sport rather than the promoters. So Dana White may not like to hear that, but I think that's where we're uh, beginning to head in towards. Moving on in the MMA world, we have a UFC event tomorrow, although it's really technically today in China. Uh, so uh, we've got a UFC event in China. So uh, basically that means all the fights are going on early morning, as in 7 a.m. In, in the morning. Uh, prelims are at 3 a.m. Uh, on the East Coast uh, time. So basically the only people watching the main event will probably be myself and just hardcore MMA folks. I'll be up because of Premier League, but uh, uh, in the uh, uh, the actual UFC event uh, that's going on, it's actually going to be uh, former middleweight champion Michael Bisping uh, facing off against uh, Calvin Gastelum, who's also uh, ranked in middleweights uh, in the, I believe he's the 13th ranked middleweight. Uh, for those of you who might recall, Bisping literally just fought uh, less than two months ago at MSG against uh the returning George uh, St. Pierre and lost his middleweight title, uh, you know, in decisive fashion. Uh, he got beat up pretty good and got uh, choked out uh, uh, via rear naked choke. So, I mean, it was a decisive win for St. Pierre. Bisping's just hopping back in the ring. A number of people have questioned this choice, but uh, the way I kind of look at it is this is uh, Bisping uh, being strategic in uh, his selection. Bisping uh, was a champ, now drops to number two in the world. He, literally, he could wait out uh, his time and just uh, uh, call for a rematch with the UFC, which is unlikely to happen just because of how the fight went down. It looked a pretty decisive victory. Or he could fight one of the top contenders for the middleweight title, which would be the interim uh, champion, Robert Whitaker, who's also out with an injury, and wait for Whitaker to come back and fight him. There's also Luke Rockhold, who was the guy Bisping beat for the title. He's number uh, four. I mean, realistically, there uh, there's also Joel uh, Romero that Bisping could fight. Uh, Jack Ray Sousa, uh, Chris Weidman, Derek Brunson, who had a big win over Lyoto Machida. But instead, he goes all the way down the list to... Uh, jump on a fight last minute uh, to face Calvin Gastelum, who last lost to Chris Weidman. Uh, this fight was supposed to be uh, Anderson Silva versus Gastelum. Uh, Anderson Silva, for those of you who did not hear, was popped for allegedly abusing anabolic steroids. Uh, so he was pulled from the card uh, just uh, uh, a little over three weeks ago. Bisping immediately hopped on the chance and took the fight. My suspicions for this is the fact that Bisping wants no piece of anyone like Brunson or Weidman or even a rematch against uh, Rockhold, and definitely doesn't want to fight Whitaker. 
So he's using this fight as a way of keeping himself relevant. So he beats Gaslam, and then he waits around to see how uh, the main event plays out between uh, St. Pierre, if he stays on to hold the, uh, the middleweight belt, which I kind of doubt because St. Pierre did get tagged quite a bit in his fight against Bisping. Uh, so, and Bisping's not a uh, what you would call a hard puncher. Uh, even though he has finishes, he's not one of the uh, stronger fighters in the middleweight division. So I think uh, St. Pierre is just a bit too small for the division. So I think he'll eventually drop down uh, and give up the belt uh, before uh, taking on another fight. Now, from this standpoint, Bisman can use this fight uh, because uh, Gaslam has, uh, even though he's a wrestler, he still has a number of weaknesses. One of which being that you can take him down, you can move him around in the pocket. Gaslam tends to have difficulty uh, making weight. He had difficulty making the weight uh, at the weigh-ins earlier today. Uh, you know, uh, actually, it might have been late uh, last night, uh, given the time difference. But regardless, uh, he he barely made the weight. Uh, he had to go for a second attempt to make the weight, which is never really a good sign uh, for a fighter. So, uh, again, this plays into Bisping's strengths because he's always well-conditioned. He's always ready for a fight. And uh, you can get to Gastelum uh, pretty easily by wearing him down. So I think that's what Bisping's going to attempt to do. He's going to try to wear out Gastelum with volume uh, volume attacks and uh, just let uh, Gastelum's strength kind of peter out after the second round and then uh, take him after that point. So, uh, you know, this is one of those fights where, yeah, there's a chance Gastelum wins, but I still think Bisping takes this one easily. Uh, just uh, from the standpoint, this kind of fits in its wheelhouse, and it allows him to kind of stay above the fray in the middleweight division, not have to fight anyone major while he keeps himself relevant until the next opportunity arrives to fight for the belt again without risking uh, himself uh, getting beaten again uh, by a dangerous opponent and then taking him out of the picture completely because he's already uh, up there in age. So uh, he wants to have another shot at the belt because that's another big payday. And so, uh, you know, you keep yourself active, but you don't uh, take on a huge risk of losing. So, again, strategic move on Bisping's part. So, uh, that's on the UFC side of things. Another thing I actually wanted to talk about, uh, because it, it came up uh, as an announcement, and I, I just found this incredibly entertaining, uh, just in terms of uh, uh, the brilliance of... <laughs> Of uh, figuring this all out, uh, Bellator has announced a World Heavyweight Tournament Grand, P uh, Grand Prix uh, and decided to hold uh, a number of uh, uh, just out of out of the the uh, uh, just a random USC legend has been pile. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's just. Uh, uh, it, it it's it's basically it, it's basically a who's who of who was relevant ten years ago in the MMA game. So uh, basically, you've got Fedor Emelianenko, who was uh, at one time considered the pound pound greatest fighter ever uh, over a number of years. You've got Quentin Rampage Jackson. Uh, you got the master trash talker Chael Sonnen. Uh, you got former uh, two-time UFC champion Frank Mir. Uh, you've got uh, Roy Big Country Nelson, always big fan favorite. Uh, you got King Mo Lawal. 
Ryan Bader's in this tournament, and then you got Matt Mitrione, who's also been a UFC vet and with Bellator for a few fights now. So uh, basically, you've got a number of guys thrown in there. Now, the one issue is Bellator uh, used to do uh, uh, tournament formats such as this, and uh, this was also back when Pride was active. And, I mean, it's crazy now that you think about it. It's going 15-plus years now uh, uh, that Pride's really been gone. Uh, it's, it's, it's got, uh, like, in its heyday uh, uh, that Pride's been gone. But uh, the issue with having tournaments is the fact that guys can easily get injured in any of these fights. So you have to have a stack load of alternatives uh, to sub in in case anyone gets injured. So in terms of... Uh, uh, some of the uh, fights uh, that uh, have uh, been uh, going on as substitutes, uh, some of the names that have been thrown around uh, in terms of uh, uh, the potential uh, fighters that could step in in case some of these guys that get injured would be guys along the lines of Czech Congo, who I'm shocked Czech Congo wasn't even put into this tournament initially. Uh, Shane, uh, former UFC champion Shane Carwin, uh, another guy that is a legitimate uh, heavyweight uh, and uh, pro wrestling champion uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, he could also be in the mix. I mean, some of these guys that are in the tournament are just there because they could they could sell a fight with their mouths. I mean, Chael Sonnen is a middleweight. He's not a heavyweight. He barely qualifies as a light heavyweight, but he's there because he can talk. Rampage was a light heavyweight champion. Yeah, he could fight at uh, heavyweight, but again, he's a small uh, heavyweight. Uh, same deal with uh, King Mo. King Mo's not a big uh, light heavyweight. Uh, he doesn't fill out that well. Uh, so that that's a and I mean Big Country. Everyone loves Big Country, but I mean Big Country even in his prime uh, and Big Country has never been one to pass up a meal. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, as talented as he is with his jujitsu, uh, was never a top five heavyweight in the world. Uh, even if you could make a case with at uh, one point with USC ranking, realistically, he was never a top five guy. He was always a fan favorite, and I love Big Country, but, you know, being realistic, if you're having a heavyweight World Grand Prix and you're calling it that, you should have legitimate heavyweight contenders in there. But, I mean, and Fedor, Fedor's in there just uh, as a, uh, a pride uh, type of matchup. So, uh, I mean, Fedor is well over a decade past his prime uh trying to fight in this tournament uh, we'll see if he if he lasts uh uh in, in the some of the matchups but uh the first uh matchup is supposed to be uh rampage uh, versus sonnen at bellator 192 which starts off in, in january on january 20th and uh the f uh, next matchup would be uh mitrione uh versus uh uh, Big Country Nelson on February 16th. And then uh, uh, the other matchups, Fedor versus Frank Mir and uh, Bader versus uh, King Mo are scheduled for April and May. The overall goal is for the final title uh, fight to happen in December. So again, uh, they're trying to stage enough time between these fights. So in case of a medical uh, injury where the uh, commission... Uh, uh, holds the fighter out even if they win the fight holds them out because of some of the injuries they're trying to space out these fights long enough that uh, the semifinals and in the finals there's enough time so you don't have to pull a fighter from the card so they're stretching out this tournament to be a year-long tournament so hopefully that 
lends itself to uh, avoiding anyone getting subbed out last minute. But uh, as I stated before, one of the things that came up with Bellator and Pride before it is the fact that even these tournament uh, lineup uh, cards, you can't have guys fighting uh, in the like the, they did in the old days, where guys fight multiple times in the same night. <laughs> no, no commission in this on the states would ever allow that. I mean, I know they got away with it in Japan, but uh, you know it's a different it's a different time and different place, so uh, that wouldn't apply. And the fact that you know a lot of these guys are well past their prime. I, I of course will be interested in watching it just because of a nostalgia factor alone. So that should make uh, things interesting. But uh, uh, I mean, I like the premise just because it is going to get uh, uh, eyes to watch uh, Bellator. So uh, I'm for it. It's just. Long term, I think whoever's going to be the champion, uh, I wouldn't put it past them that they dropped the belt almost immediately afterwards. Because, again, out the only guy out of this uh, group of eight that I could see holding the belt long term would be Bader uh, if he gets past Lawal uh, on the first round uh, basis. But outside of that, uh, a lot of these guys, I, I think, would just win the belt and then retire as the champion. Uh, more likely than anything else, but uh, that's uh, that covers things uh, on the MMA front. Uh, so uh, we've got a couple of games uh, coming up now. Uh, we also have a, a bit of a hockey uh, event coming up uh, with uh, uh, the Penguins. Uh, the Penguins playing the Bruins today. So a lot of stuff going on for Black Friday. So uh, should be an entertaining day nonetheless. So. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to uh, be going into a lot of college football on hand with the Iron Bowl. Uh, you've got Florida, Florida State playing. And, of course, you've got uh, Michigan, Ohio State playing as well. So a lot of college football to talk about tomorrow. So it uh, should be a good day of sports uh, uh, this weekend. And, of course, uh, we're going to have to talk about the NFL uh, matchups, as, especially in terms of uh, the uh, the lines and also DFS picks. So a lot coming up uh, this weekend, but uh, I'm going to take a break for now and uh, enjoy some of the games and hope you guys enjoy as well uh, with your family. So have a good day, everyone. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, <laughs> I'll take giselle okay is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now 
the game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Wise and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.